Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based on the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I am Cody. Okay, Cody, how are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Work, life, yeah, I, I honestly, just that you know, I understand that so well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, nothing's bad, I don't want to say that, it's just, you know, it's been a very typical week. In kind of an okay way, yeah, which is fine. I'm right there with you, dude. I'm right there with you. I so we talked like really quickly before we started. Just I get wrapped up into the Christmas stress so hardcore, and this is no different year. So like everybody, just just deal with what you get, and I'm not gonna stress over it this year. Just I everybody's guess, getting what they get, and I'm not stressing. Like I, I don't know. Like um. I think it's way worse to complain about a gift that you get than it is to kind of give a bad gift. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, you are the jerk now. Well, right. But I'm just like, I don't know. I've just never really gotten that worried about what I get people for Christmas. Like, I try to get them something that I think is, like, clever and that they'll like. And, you know, that's it. I just don't really think about it much more than that. And and, and just in general, I enjoy going and visiting family and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. I- <sighs> Yeah, I, I get you. I'm just, I'm going to try to loosen up this year. That's my thing. So I know we don't really do like a gift exchange between the two of us, but there's one thing that I just want so bad, Cody, and you need to get this or do this. Hmm. It Chapter 2 is out on DVD now. Please oh. watch it. We need to talk about it so bad. That's all I want to do is talk about that movie with you because I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I just, I really need to hear your opinion. Please just watch the movie this weekend or whatever and get back to me next week. You know, I'll try to do that. I might be able to find a time to watch it this weekend because I do want to see it real bad, you know, because that was a a, yeah. a book that I loved so much. So I'm I didn't curious. love the book, but I liked, I liked the story. I didn't like the book. If that makes any sense, I can understand what you mean by that. Because I don't, again, I don't really like Stephen King, but I like I like the story. The story was great. I don't like the book. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I really we, that that'll be a bonus episode where we we get to rant about it. Also, I need to talk to your wife about Kingdom Hearts three. That's another <laughs> bonus episode. Just, I I need to sit down and talk to Mandy about Kingdom Hearts three because you said she just beat it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, like like I think pretty a much just weeks beat ago it. Now, yeah. yeah, that's pretty. But- much. I was in such a sour mood for a month after that game. It's funny now because it's, you know, it's going up on YouTube now, right? But they've already beaten it. And it's funny because, like, you know, you listen to the first couple episodes and they're both... And they're really pumped. ...enjoying it so much. They're so happy. And it's, like, kind of sad because I just know where it's going to end up. <laughs> they're going to be so upset about it. It's a slog, dude. And that's why I want to talk to her. Just find out why, like, what was the bad part for her. Because I know what was my issues with it i just need to know and i don't want to have to watch all 80 hours of them playing that game yeah it's it's a lot it's not it's a, a, it's, it's, not it's a, a slog minutes. it's a hefty game it is a really really hefty game so hopefully we can get those bonus episodes out soon um we're gonna be doing something a little special so um every now and then there will just not be an episode for the week but know that something special is coming and there will be an abundance of episodes after we finish it yeah so every now and then for the next i guess few months there will just be no episode like every now and then but we'll be going back and having some good time um so this week oh no sorry wow all business no play cody what have you been up to um okay so couple things one 
Uh, so we talked about Christmas. What I'm getting my mom for Christmas is, um... Well, now I know she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, she doesn't at all. She, Thanks, I, don't, I don't think she really understands, like, what any of this is. <laughs> Which, like, not not being mean to her, it's just not what she's into. Yeah, no. My mom um, listened. Huh. Well, oh, that's weird. Huh. it's fine. Huh, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so... For Christmas, what I'm getting her is uh, a bunch of stuff to make sourdough bread. So, okay, with sourdough, what you're doing is inst- you're making bread, but instead of using a yeast like you would go to the store and buy yeast, what you do is just let um, dough ferment until yeast is naturally growing in it, and then you use that to make your bread. Oh, so Wait, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, so, like, to make a sourdough starter, you use a starter instead of yeast. What you do is you mix equal parts flour and water together, and then you sit it on your counter for seven days, basically. Um, There's a little bit more to it than that. You have to feed the starter, and that's its own process. Um, But... And then it it eats your girlfriend, it takes over a whole shop, and then you got... um, little shop of horrors but bread right style. yeah it is like having a pet Freed a very me. a very smelly pet that kind of smells me, like cody um but it's it's interesting and it's like an interesting way to to make bread so um i'm gonna try to i'm making it for myself but then i'm gonna give some of the starter to my mom so she doesn't have to go through the process of making it and then there's like certain baskets and stuff you can use to make the proofing of the bread go easier and all that oh, that's but, really cool yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to like try to make some nice looking artisanal loafs. Yeah, that, that's that's a really cool gift. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Huh. Unless she doesn't like it, in which case, oops. <laughs> like she looks at it's like, what the heck is this? <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's, it's gross a bacteria bread. bread. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a rotten bread puppy is what it is. Enjoy. You have to feed it twice. Don't water it after midnight because it will kill your family. Um, yep. <laughs> What else have you been up to? <laughs> um, other than that, oh, I uh, so I was playing this game called Mist with yeah, um, yeah, with Caitlin. Yeah, and we finished that game, and it is. Do you know anything about it? I know a little bit. I don't really remember too much, but you can say what you need. to it say. It is bonkers. Like I just knew it was a puzzle game. And what it is, is it's a a story about this father, his wife, and his two sons that can write these magical books that let you teleport to other places. And then his sons go crazy, and one of them becomes a murderer, and the other one becomes greedy. And he has to imprison both of his sons. And then, at the end of the story, the dad just has to kill both of his sons. And then he's, like, stuck in some purgatory writing a book to fight some kind of interstellar evil and the whole game is a point and click adventure with like really bad graphics but they wanted to have people in it so they did like live motion video oh it is so bad looking (laughs) oh it's terrible that game sounds bonkers and i want to play it but i've seen the graphics i i know what it looks like so yeah it I feel so bougie now, like, I'm such a graphics snob, but when the graphics are, like, significantly bad, I it kind of turns me off from playing the game. A 3D game with bad graphics, to me, is a lot harder to stomach than a 2D game with good graphics. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes there, yes, was, yes, yes. there was the bad times where we made the switch to 3D and we weren't there yet, 
And that that needed to happen for games to ever become good 3D games. But it just means those early 3D things were pretty rough, you know? Well, that's what happened to me because I played Uncharted 4 on the PlayStation. And, like, I had never played an Uncharted game before. And it just blew my mind. Graphics were great. Everything was awesome. So I'm like, I need to go back and play the other Uncharted because I don't know what the heck's going on in this. And so, well, not I knew what was going on. But there's, like, little, like, snippets of, like, lines where it's like, oh, this is clearly something that happened in a different game. And so I went back and I played the first one. And they're, like, early PlayStation 3 graphics. Like, oh, yeah. And it was just like, I almost don't. And then I didn't play the other ones because, like, the graphics turned me off so bad. And they weren't even that bad of graphics. I, I understand. I, d- I do get or, that. Or going back and looking at, like, what some of the PlayStation 2 and earlier graphics looked like. It's just like, ooh, I thought that was good graphics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it's. <sighs> It's a thing. Um, my question to you is: You still watching BoJack Horseman? Um, I Aww. have kind of stopped. Dang it, Cody! And not in like a a mean way. Just I I haven't watched it in a while. It just hasn't happened. Oh jeez! I was so excited when you told me you watched it. That was a week ago, <laughs> and then you already stopped. I mean, yeah, I I have kind. Of, it's not, but like I just haven't watched it recently. It's not like I'm not intending on watching it. Okay, well. I hope for one day you to go back to BoJack Horseman, um, because I loved every second of it. Well, I liked most seconds of it. <laughs> um, okay, is that all you've been doing? Uh, I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got. Okay, so for me, uh, one, I went to the last podcast on the left show last weekend. It was fun. The Columbus show for those who actually keep track of my life. Um, you can come kill me. I live in... Kidding. Um, but yeah, last podcast show was nice. It was... Probably the most vulgar thing I've ever sat in, and I loved every second of it, but it was it was just like, I, there was like one second, it was like, man, my humor sure has changed over the years. Because I definitely, <laughs> when I was like in high school, would not have been caught dead at that show. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then that weekend, I hung out with my mom, and we watched the movie Don't Let Go, which I thought was fantastic. It's um the one, it's predominantly black cast, but the one where the... Um, cop, his niece dies, like killed by like like some drug related crime. She dies, and like he's trying to pick up the pieces, but then gets a phone call from her from the past, and so they work together to try to find out who killed her and like what happened, so that he can save her. It's a really cool time travel movie. I think it is worth watching. The one thing I liked is that they didn't try to take the time to explain the time travel in the movie. So I think that's it a good idea. A lot better because it's like the whole time it's like, oh, how does it work? They just didn't tell you. It just worked because it worked. And I thought that was a good choice. It w- I will admit, I did figure out who the bad guy was within like the first 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> because I, I, it, it was. I like a lot of mystery movies and stuff. Um, but yeah, so it was it was a good movie. It got really intense at the end while I'm just sitting like yelling at TV. It's like, no, don't do this. Oh my gosh, it's him, it's him, it's him. Run, run. And I was just like, but it was it was a really good movie, predominantly black cast, which I mean I always appreciate. And I, I thought it was really well done. Um, and just like movies like that, I do try to take the chance to like sit down and watch them because I think that getting the support for those predominantly black guys, well, minority movies led by minorities, I think it's good to just sit down and watch them because we don't get so many of them. And giving that support means that they will 
eventually become more mainstream and yeah. yeah and this and that's my hope because it's like i love movies and being able to watch movies where i see people who look like me and like it's great it's like sorry this is gonna sound harsh but like it does get kind of boring when every protagonist is a white a skinny white dude oh no i mean th- yeah that's like a very true Halloween like they all eventually sure. start to look the same when it's like all the same skinny white dudes like I'm, yeah yeah it's just, you are not wrong yeah, but so, but yeah, no. So it was good to watch that, and then after that, we watched Dateline NBC, and I love watching like the murder mysteries. So because you know, I like the macabre. But yeah, and I figured out who the killer was in that too, and I was like, yeah, two for two. But I was like, why are you cheering? A man died. I was like, two for two. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's like I'm good at guessing. Is put me on the police force. Don't actually put me on the police force. I would not do good. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's been my. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Haven't really played anything. Been playing more of. Well, I played a little bit of Pokemon, and I realized that I definitely have been playing the game wrong because I go for the crushing defeat always, in meaning that I always over over grind my Pokemon so I can um, one hit yeah. kill most things. Yeah, and that's not how yeah, you're supposed that, to be that's, playing. That's it. a temptation for sure. I'm level twenty before the first gym. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> because because they took out the obedience level, so you don't have to have gym like certain badges in order to control stronger Pokemon. So it's like <laughs> Right, so you could I just could level do... forever if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I could go into the first gym level ninety nine if I really wanted to. Yeah, it would just take you literally forever. Yeah, because I only get like twenty experience now. But yeah, so I, I yeah. overgrinded and I like I don't feel bad about it though, because it's gonna come in handy later, so I could just run through stuff. Well, yeah, that's the thing is it does make the game kind of go faster. You just have to put in that like boring yeah, time right to get top. to that level. Yeah, but and it's like, and that's tough sometimes for sure. It's definitely that realization that is like, yeah, this is definitely a kids' game, and I'm definitely kind of outgrowing this because I'm yeah old now. But yeah, it's, I just hmm? it's still just like never been a thing that's really ever hooked me that much, you know? Yeah, and as I'm playing the newer ones, I definitely see why. Because it it definitely had because they were like the early games and they like that style of game was definitely something that hooked in a bunch of kids and now that I'm older and having played other games that have definitely gripped my attention in a lot better ways like playing Pokemon is definitely like oh yeah this is kind of just the most subpar thing huh yeah right yeah but other than that I'm like I'm going back to Horizon Zero Dawn when I get the free time which is never um oh that's kind of fun though yeah I love that game so much. And then um, probably going to get games for Christmas. So, Oh, Halo Reach came out for um, Steam. So probably going to be playing that soon. If you want to play Halo Reach with me, buddy, I'm down. Uh, I don't, I've never really been into Halo. Like, it's just not a game I ever got that into. Okay, what games do you get into so we can play? Oh, are you still playing Borderlands? Um, you know, no. I, lately I've been playing a lot of Morrowind. Okay, so we're just never gonna play games together. That's just that's yeah. just what I'm hearing from you. We're just never gonna play <laughs> games together. It's fine. Okay, Cody, this should be an easy one for you. Actually, it's not kind of a hard one for you. What was last week? Uh, yeah, that's a hard one. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, because that's a, that's a hard one because it was the redo week, so it wasn't like we didn't do oh, the same thing. Oh, right. So it was the redo you, week. so I did the redo of. Well, sorry, it wasn't Horror World. It was World Within a World where I had the forest that you go into and get trapped. And you did Magic and Science where you had them make the, well, the robot. No, the, what was the life form called that they made? Uh, oh my gosh. 
the like galvanized galvanized life. Yeah. Li- they made the galvanized life. Then they went underground and made robots, and the robots saw chimeras. And the wizards just like we don't care what happens to the world because we go, we're just trying to do our thing, you know. Yeah, because they're wizards. They're wizards. But yeah, so <laughs> that was your world. That was like, so Cody, what is this week? This week was a world where cloning is a thing. Where cloning is mainstream, yes. Is that what it was called? Is that is that the exact verbal description? Yeah. My world's yellow card. Cody, remember when yep. I told you just to look at the rule chart because it's going to be highlighted at the bottom of the chart every week? I do remember that, Jordan. Yeah, you I can easily... You, I mean, I will give you the defense that you did just find out we were doing this today because you got confused. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exactly do a lot for my defense. The, I'm just trying to be okay. nice because usually I'm so hard on you and I realize that. So I'm trying to be nice, so just let me be nice. Well... My world is about cloning, sort of, so... At least it's, it's okay. at least there's clones in it. If you wrote a world and not a story, then that's fine. I mean, you can write stories, okay? I'm so, always hard on you. I'm sorry, Cody. That's my Christmas present to you, is to be a little bit nicer. Hey, good Christmas present. Solid idea. Yeah, it's not going to actually happen like in two months, but this month... I'm hey, gonna, you know, you can try. I'm really going to okay. squeak it out this month, but next month is definitely going to go away, and I'm going to speak in swearing at you again and a cutting it out so I look important. like the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um... So yeah, so this week is World where Cloning is Mainstream. Cody, do you want to do the honors and open up your thing so you can roll the dice? Uh, yeah, Ooh, I do. That's not good. Well, no, wait, no, it's you get to roll the dice, don't you? We both roll the dice. Oh, Initiative. right. Oh, Cody, do you, you not know how this show works anymore? <laughs> you said do the honors, so I got confused. Sorry, yes, okay, I need to be nice. Cody knows how this world works. This is going to be a lot more boring of a show when I'm nice to you. You know, that's just a negative way to look at things. I mean, being nice to you sucks, but, you know. All right, well, I rolled a no. second dice that I got the same number, so what did you roll? Uh, Hurtful. I haven't rolled my dice yet. I was talking to you. You can talk and roll at the same time. Look, I just did it well, again. Well, I was trying to find the Look, dice I just roller did it and I again. the wrong thing. Ooh, jeez. I'm going to okay, okay, throw I did, out I did this, all right this time. I'm gonna... I got a 13. Whoa. You beat me. Ooh, I got an I 11. First. Wow. So we were close, too. Jeez. I, man, I didn't last week. I say you were gonna beat me. <laughs> I, I, All right. Oh, I'm so upset. Okay, take it away, buddy. We are not alone in the universe. The scientists and the politicians are working together to keep it from us. But those of us that follow the teachings of eternal recurring spirit theory know the truth. There is another world right across the sun from us, Cody. Objection. Yes. You are trying to lose us listeners. This is the second time you've done a grating voice that I can barely stand. You're trying to lose us listeners. The world is created by Balathor. It is made from us. It is a copy of us. The Balador Spear, as we call it, is an evil place. But someday they will invade us. We know it is true. But the cabals of evil in our world don't want us to know. Guy screaming on a street corner, the year 3780 of the aware civilization on the planet known as the celestial body. We all, I also did a planet in the year 3000. So Did you? Yeah, I wasn't you were a little bit further ahead than me. I did 3049. Today while on duty at the Green Mountain Observatory, I saw what appeared to be a massive orbital body around our sun. This was nothing unusual at first. I was getting great images from the body in question. However, the oddity is that 
The body in question was extremely large and had not been recorded before. At first, I thought I had found a new comet or something, but as I looked at the zoom in the distance to the new planet, it seems to be just as large as ours. Also, it seems to be in the same orbit as ours. And as the distance between the two planets has not changed, as impossible as it seems, it, it would seem that this planet is in the exact same orbit as ours. It would also appear that it just suddenly appeared, however crazy this is, but that would mean that there will probably be gravitational effects that we need to worry about. A memo on the 15th day of Frost, year 3780. Huh. That man on the street corner was the closest person to predicting the future of the worlds as we would come to know them. The planet in question, called the Celestial Body, um was boring. There's really not much to say about it. It was smaller than Earth and made up largely of um, islands that would be roughly the size of, like, the biggest island in Hawaii at the largest. Okay. It was generally warmer, um, but, uh, like our country, or not like our country, sorry, like our world um, still relied on agriculture, had normal seasons, all of that. However, on the 15th day of frost in the year 3,780, 3, a new planet around the exact same size as their planet popped into orbit about 40 or about 90 degrees behind them in orbit, but moving at the same speed. The effect of this was immediately horrible. <laughs> um, much like how the moon affects our tide. Um, this planet's gravitational pull was enough to af to start affecting the surface of the planet. So the geography of the original world, this original planet called Celestial Body, was immediately thrown into turmoil. Tides were messed up. The poles were messed up. Everything to do with gravity and like changes in seasons was skewed in such a way that caused like seismic troubles. So like it was kind of like a slow chain reaction that resulted in mass destructions like whole islands were sunk entire civilizations lost this event on the 15th day of frost was kind of a half apocalypse where just a great deal of damage was done all at once due to increased gravitational pressure from a planet suddenly appearing relatively close to them. So a whole planet was the thing that was cloned. Uh, you don't know that oh. yet. A planet roughly the same size. I don't know that yet. <laughs> a planet roughly the same size just suddenly appeared. Yes. Hmm. That's all they know. That's all they know. But I know that a planet was the thing that was cloned. <laughs> a, a whole planet was cloned. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you, I guessed the plot to a movie within the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Come on, Goody. Yeah, okay, but here's the question. Do you know where the cloned planet came from? The planet that was currently... This, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, see? You're not there yet. Okay, yeah, you think you're better than me. But anyways, that's my first section. It's just, yeah, planet pops into existence, and it just wreaks havoc on the geography of the other planet. Planet pops into existence, and no one's around to hear it. Does it still make a noise? Oh no, people were around to hear it. <laughs> Dang it. I was just making a terrible joke. I mean tsunamis, storms everywhere, cracking islands. It was so bad. So this planet is just going to get cloned and the world's just going to, the current world's just going to end. It's like, oh, well, at least we cloned the planet, right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we didn't mess up too bad. 
<laughs> so I did not clone a whole entire planet. Lame. I mean, I'm kind of glad that you sometimes just yellow card because our our prompts are different because this is one that could have kind of gone the same way. I mean, yeah, I figured once once I had this idea, I'm like, well, at least I'm not going to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, at least sure. like his mind goes. Okay, so I was I was talking to Mel about this. I start with the the expected, and then I do what I call the turn, and then I do what I call the convolution. And I'm really excited for you to see because it's like it starts, 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 and then it just takes a left turn. And it's like convoluted. So <laughs> here I go. This first part is from Richard Escado of the Diamond Council. Year is thirty forty nine. Hundreds of years ago, people used to believe that cloning was unethical while others rightfully believed that cloning was the route to perfecting our world. Those who believed in the power of cloning stayed true and worked to make it a reality despite scrutiny. They started by cloning some of history's greatest minds. From there, the group of them worked to perfect cloning. Those scientists created a way to quickly and perfectly replicate cells in order to create life. With the power of life under their fingertips, those great minds, known as the Diamond Council, worked to solve all of society's problems. They continually cloned history's great minds using the quick replicating system, and by the end of it had a small society of scientists who could split off into many groups in order to fix each issue. They solved food shortage problems, perfected renewable green energy, recycled old materials limiting waste, used the study of replicant cells to help extend life, created other technologies to help push humanity further, and cleaned the environment of pollution. With these huge steps in the world, countries began to unite. There was no reason to disagree when most of the world's problems had been fixed. They were united under the goal of perfecting humanity. Though, it was hard to bring in some of the world's leaders. So the promise of bringing back loved ones through the power of cloning was made. Through the use of quickly replicating cells, you can age a clone to match a specific need. Then all you need to do was implant memories based on the brainwave patterns, and it was like that person never died. Death became meaningless, and cloning became mainstream. Through use of continually cloning the great minds and the perceived defeat of death, the world vastly changed from what it was hundreds of years ago. Populations continued to grow exponentially as those who could, who could afford it kept their loved ones alive through the power of cloning. When someone died, they would be replaced with a clone with the old memories. Through a short transition period, it was like that person never died. So with that, population grew a tad bit out of control. Thus, housing and city planning needed to adapt. Through the Diamond Council, there was a way to create housing on top of housing without hindering the world below. It was like the world now had two stories, a basement and a deck. Though, there are complaints that the rich are the ones who get to live above ground, while those with less have to live in the basement. This isn't always true. There are cities on top of cities, but the spread of technology continues both above and below ground. Due to the growth of population and the boom of technology, the job market exploded. So many jobs were created and many workers were hired. The world did not just turn to machines, but to humans. The Diamond Council believed that humans are the ones who make the world run and thus always kept humans in mind as they moved forward with technology. With the uniting of countries, bridges and transports across the great oceans were possible. The creation of the seabolts, electric trains that glide over waters on floating decks became pertinent to bringing both technology and equality across the entire world. With cloning, we are much more technologically advanced than those of the past because the genius of our time 
the geniuses of our time never quite went away. And so we push forward in this new age with those brilliant minds leading the world. And that is my first section. Okay. I mean, I like the setup. That's that's like a, I don't want to say a cliche setup, but I get what you mean. Where it's like, okay. Like I said, good it's intro. the set. And then we're going to have the turn and then the convolution. And I'm excited for the, the I'm excited for you to hear the turn. I'm really excited for that part. Oh, do you ever read a sentence that you wrote and you're like, yeesh. All the time. Like every time I write That's one of That's not these. a sentence. All right. Frost 15th is an important day. On that day, the great vile other planet arrived. We can see them. Our scopes are strong enough that we can see cities like ours. We can, say, we can see that they are powerful like us. After our world stopped falling apart, it was clear. This new clone world was the enemy. They must die. Of course, the people didn't realize that yet. Would yes, you say right? this is the attack of the clones? Sorry, this is the attack of the clones? Oh! It's more like the attack on the clones, not of the clones. Oh, snap! Okay, keep going. That was a person on the original celestial body. We knew when our world was formed that we were the copy. There was a flash, then the seasons changed, the time of day changed, and the effects were rapid. Sun warming caused floods, then... Uh... Seismic occurrences began to happen as a result of the gravity doubling from the other planet being near us. It was all f- it was our fault and we knew it. We knew we were the copies. New celestial body. The old celestial body at this time um was defined by Oh, by the way, this is every 100 oh, years. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mention that. So, the idea is this is taking place. Really, my section is just like geography and then, and then <laughs> just society <laughs> geography over is time. story time. I don't, what do you want me to tell you? There's fish. Yeah, I, Cody, <laughs> you know? Cody, I did the same, ex- well, for my floor fauna, I have floor oh. fauna, and then just, I stopped caring after that. I'm going to start putting that in. <laughs> just like anytime floor and fauna doesn't matter, I'm just going to be like, there are fish. Look, what do you want me to write? There are fish. If fish exist in this world. The fish were also cloned. That's the point. <laughs> the original celestial body at this time was defined by anger. They never got over the fact that when this new planet popped into existence, it destroyed theirs. And they resented that new planet for forever. At this time, they had not advanced to the point of having space flight, just vision. So they could look at other planets. They were aware that there were planets. But they had not advanced to the point of traveling. Okay. But this new thing being in space and it being seen as a threat galvanized them to want to try to reach into space. However, for them, what that took the form of was only projectiles. So they weren't really trying to explore space. They were just trying to learn how to shoot at this planet from a long way away. Because they had already felt attacked. Is this the planet that appeared or is this the original planet? This is the okay. original planet. This okay, is the sorry, original sorry, planet. Got confused. Yeah, in their mind, uh, it's going to be called OC and NC, just so you know. So OC, original, celestial body. Oh, sorry, I missed you saying original. I I mean, I heard it and I realized that I heard it, but I just, my mind just skipped over it. No, that's fine. That's fine. So um, the result of this pointed hostility was a rapid expansion of militarization, um, which basically absorbed every part of society. So society's aim became to protect themselves from this NC. What they were unaware of at the time is that these things were clones. They did not know that. Oh. 
They had no idea what was on that other planet. It just popped into existence and they consider it to be an enemy. Huh. However, on the new celestial body, this is a time defined by guilt. So oh. everybody knows that they're a clone on this planet because they can see the other planet and know where it was. So there was a flash of light and then all of a sudden it was they were in the wrong season at the wrong time of day. So they know that they're the weird copy and not the original. That's kind of sad. Um, and they're in the same position, right? It's exact, you know, when that happened, their society was in the exact same place, but they had the same gravitational issues to worry about that changed like tidal movement and all that. But they also had the added effect of it going from like winter to summer in two <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Um, which caused huge amounts of flooding and all like things like that. So they have more issues than the original celestial body oh. on the new celestial body. Okay. Like they kind of got the worst end of the deal, but they're also aware. What this motivated them towards was communication. They wanted to be able to find a way to reach their original versions of themselves and like explain themselves, tell them what happened. Um, and at the moment, they just didn't have a way to do that. But that's what they threw all of their effort in towards. However, the result of this was an increased important in importance of communication because they feel so horrible that they're not able to talk back to their original planet. Um, and also inferiority. They feel that since they're the copy, they're like the pretenders, whereas the original celestial body is kind of like has the right to be there. They are aware that they're screwing things up and don't want to be. You know what I mean? So like the cultural mind on both of these worlds is divergent from this point, despite the fight that despite the fact that they are clones. And that is section two. Okay, no, no, I, I like the idea that you're going for so far. I'll, yeah, I have a question, but I'll, I mean, it's more of like why you went this direction, but I'll ask that after we're done. I mean, you can ask now. It's fine. I mean, it makes want. more sense to do it at the end when I see what the whole story is. I usually do it okay. in the middle and then I realize that I probably should stop doing that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, this is Florifada comes from Lashana Aberdeen of the Diamond Council. Well, as you know, humans aren't the only thing cloned. We also cloned animals and plants, but this was more of the purpose of breeding and creating literal superfoods. So why stop at just having one prize winning animal when you could create as many as you wanted by perfectly splicing together the right genes? The perfect breeds of each consumed animal were created, but of course, these superfoods are very expensive and are what the rich use for their government food. Oh, sorry, for their gourmet food, not government food. It's what the rich use for their gourmet food. So don't worry, because one day all these superfoods will become less of a delicacy and more of the norm. Of course, with cloning and the quick replicating, we not only try to create the perfect breed, but we also use this replicating process to create more animals. With the cell replicating, we can grow an animal to its adult size within a week. Those animals are then slaughtered and processed for food. This is the cheapest way of creating meat and has food prices almost at rock bottom. Thus, almost anyone can afford a filet mignon. Of course, this is processed into many meals and passed out in the basement or other areas where people who cannot afford it can eat. This process has helped limit hunger across the globe. Yes, I know, some people think this is an unethical process, growing food to chop up and eat, but look how many lives it saved. 
No longer will you walk the streets and see starving people beg for food and money. No longer do we have commercials about starving children in third world countries. We have fixed hunger through cloning. What more could you ask for? Cloning also came in handy for reviving extinct species. Taking DNA from the remains of extinct beings and using the artificial wombs and replicating cells, humanity was able to bring back both plants and animals that were previously extinct. Of course, this only goes for those that we could find DNA for. Have you ever seen Jurassic Park? Well, it was kind of like that. We would pull DNA from old fossils, ivory, skin cells, and anything else we could get our hands on and clone it. Of course, this did not always turn out perfectly, but we kept trying until the formula was right. We brought back dodos, black rhinos, giraffes, koalas, parrots, and many more. All of these are displayed in zoos, of course, for educational reasons. We wouldn't want these animals to go extinct again. And that is my second part. Also in this world, giraffes are extinct. I, <laughs> well, we're extinct. I, I think it's funny that I was like, well, I wonder if this is meant to be Earth. Do, have you ever seen Jurassic Park? Like, well, oh, I yeah, guess yeah, yeah, so. No, no, the, the point <laughs> was for this to be Earth. Yes, yes. I just, it made me, it made yeah, me chuckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I, I when I do these words, I don't say it's Earth because I assume that, like, you get it after a while that it is Earth, especially when I don't explain what the actual geography looks like. All right. Um, Man. Buh, I have to this read my next going section. Fast. That's what I'm doing. I mean, that's surprising. Usually you're like, you know. I'm sorry, is that an insult you're throwing at me? No, it's just usually your worlds are super long. Oh, this so, my next know. part is extremely long. It spans like go. two pages. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, okay, sorry, it probably spans one pages, but it's in between a couple of them. So, I oh no, no, it's like it's two pages, probably, but it's also not okay. Whatever. We needed vengeance; it had to be done. The new incursion means nothing. Like always, we on the original celestial body must be ready to defend ourselves, and we will be. The new vessel from the NC is not a real threat, but the best thing they could munst munster really. I put okay. By munster, the way, it does span like two pages. My next part is two pages. Yes, you have I a do. problem. It is slow and light; will not cause us any harm. But whatever they drop on us, we will fight off. At this point, spaceflight has been discovered, and it has been discovered for the solitary purpose of launching missiles from the OC to the NC. No attempts at this point have remotely been made for unmanned flight. That was never the goal. It was always 110%. They still consider this to be an alien threat, and they want to blow it up. But as things move very slow in space, they feel that they are racing like an unknown goal you know like by the time they detect that this new planet might have launched something at them it'll be too late to retaliate so they are already launching missiles by the time they detect the first thing coming from okay. nc does that kind of make sense there's a time yeah. delay of years oh, to get years. something from one planet okay. to another yeah like interstellar travel is bonkers long time to get something from here to over okay, there yeah, right? yeah i get that so what that means is the OC won the race to see who was going to get something into space first. Um, but before their missiles impacted, the NC had already launched something. So now there's like two question marks in the air going back and forth. Um, 
at this point, they've started receiving communications from the new celestial body, and they consider all of them to be lies. They hear voices coming over radio waves. They can even receive some, like, vision signals that they were able to understand with radios. But they have decided that all of those are untrue and just attempt to, like, put them off their guard. They're still very convinced that the new celestial body is evil. However, on... The original celestial body, things have gotten very good. Since they have a common enemy that is external, a lot of internal conflicts have kind of gotten pushed by the wayside. They don't need to internally fight anymore because they're throwing everything at an imaginary enemy. This has been great for most people on the planet. It's peaceful and, you know, good. The only thing is that it's a little bit authoritarian, as would be expected. It's still kind of a military state after all of the, like, social collapse happened 200 years ago. What came out of that was fairly regimented and militaristic, but only hostile externally, so not bad for them yet. It is in this climate that the first vessel from the new celestial body And they got shot up instantly. The new celestial body had it slightly different. They had every desire to send a manned spacecraft to the original celestial body. They consider the original celestial body to like be their true home and where they're meant to be because that they're since they're aware that they're the copy planet, they think of this as like a homecoming. They want to get back. Oh, okay. Um for years they had been desperately trying to send communications in any form they could come up with, but they were never they never got any responses. So they just assumed that the people on the original a uh, celestial body just didn't either didn't know to listen or didn't know how or develop different forms of communication, but every single one of their attempts to communicate failed. So they just eventually kind of gave up and decided that space travel was essential. That was the only way that they were ever going to be able to communicate mm-hmm. back home. So, oh, and it was also at this point that they realized the original, uh, the original celestial body might not realize they're clones since All attempts at communication have failed. They're not sure what the technology is like on that planet. And it's possible that they don't have, like, visioning strong enough to see that they are clones of the same thing. So, all of that leads to they launch their first vessel with people on board to try to reach the original celestial body. And this is an audio excerpt from their captain. I cannot wait for the door to open and for... The NC to finally meet its closest brothers. Learning from each other can save both of our worlds. It was an honor to be chosen for such... mm, I wrote it was an honor to be chosen for such an honor because I can't (laughs) write. It was an honor to be chosen for such a mission. I should be landing tomorrow. And I know I should be afraid of re-entering the atmosphere and of the ship blowing apart and of maybe not getting a warm welcome. But all I can be is excited to meet... All I can be is excited to meet new people. I have so much to say to them and so much to explain. We will learn to talk between our worlds and we'll finally be able to tell them that our ancestors are clones. Dumb. That is the end of section Doors three. open and just... <laughs> we got the aliens, y'all! I know. <laughs> and this is just a continuation of Outlaw Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, no, I, I really like where you're headed. With. I, I, I like, I like this. I was about to say I like you, but then I realized I don't. 
Well, that, that was you unnecessary. Know, I'm sorry. I'm gonna like, be that. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> no, but really, I like your story. Your storytelling. It's, it's, sorry, your world buildings. Because we don't tell stories on the show. No, no. Um, um. So yeah, my next section is my society history. As usual, it is the longest section. I think this might be one of the longest society histories I've written in a long time. Um. So this comes from Mister Nobody, the conspiracist. So you come to me for the truth. That's what I'm here for. Just a nobody who happens to know the secrets of the world. Look, you'll see people on the TV, hear some talk at schools or colleges, go to the doctor and hear the same thing. Everyone is talking about how cloning is the fix-all for this world. But that isn't true. Cloning has its fair share of problems. Yes, it seemed to be a fantasy in movies back in the late 1900s and early 2000s, but it became a reality and they made it into exactly what those fantasies portrayed. The instant creation of life. Using their machines, they can not only create life, they can age that life as far as they want and even implant memories into that life. Really freaking cool if you ask me, but as I said, there's a dark side to it all. When someone who can afford its loved one dies, their memories are uploaded into a machine. A clone is created and aged up to the appropriate age, and all of their memories, albeit the ones of their death, are then implanted as if that person never died. If there was a murder or a wrongful death, the law ensures that the people are brought back in perfect health. Of course, there are limits and laws to this. You can't just keep cloning your 90-year-old grandmother, but... Your 50-year-old dad who was killed in a car accident can be brought back just like that. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. The memory implantation process does not always work the first time, and the more you keep implanting the same memories into a human body, the easier it is for the memories to quickly fade or the body to reject those memories. What do you think happens to those clones who reject the memories? Well, I'll tell you. Those clones are then reprogrammed and sent to work in the factories. Didn't it confuse you that there are so many new jobs and yet there are still people without jobs? That there are still poor people? Still slums? That's because a lot of the grunt workforce are mindless clones programmed to do whatever they are told. The Diamond Council didn't turn away from robots because they believed in humans. It was because clones are simply easier to control or to put down if a rebellion were to come up. Now what happens when a clone realizes these memories have been implanted and reject the life they were forced into? Do you not remember the case of a man, of the man who burned down his house while his wife was at work? The man was an upper echelon businessman who always did the right thing. A psychotic break like that seemed unlikely. Well, the truth to the story is that he was a clone of a man who previously had cheated on his wife, so she murdered him and hoped by bringing him back and erasing the memories of his infidelity, she could have her perfect husband back. But of course, he remembered his death and freaked out. I would have too. Well, these, key, these cases keep happening all over. Violence is likely to occur when a clone remembers their death. Even though it is common practice to bring back the dead, they still freak out when they remember. These clones are then taken to the diamond facilities and stripped of the memories they had. After that, they are forced to live in the basement slums where they work in the factories that help run the great United Countries. Again, this is partly where the homeless population comes from. Why would the government provide housing to broken toys? But sometimes the memory erasure doesn't work. Sometimes the clone still tries to re reconnect with their families. 
It's easy to escape because they look identical to whoever they came from. Those clones are detained in facilities, ironically, run by brainwashed clones. It's kind of wild if you ask me. But that's not the end of it. You know how the Diamond Council has been making huge advancements when it comes to the medical field? Well, let's go ahead and focus on the synthetic organ market. The government, of course, claims that through study of the cells and the medical advancements due to cloning, they have been able to develop synthetic organs for transplanting purposes. This all started when one of the founders of the Diamond Council grew gravely ill and both kidneys failed within a month of each other. With only a little bit of time left to live, they decided to test the synthetic organs. It was a success. The kidneys perfectly synced with the rest of the body, and he was saved. Why not just die and be reborn as a clone, you ask? Well, some people don't just want to die and have their legacy implanted into a fake. Some people want to carry on, on their own, until there is no other option than to be reborn. This is simply because a clone with your memories isn't necessarily you. It's just that, a copy with your memories. So the synthetic organ market grew. Plus, it was cheaper than going through the expensive process of memory transfer and transition programming. There were a lot fewer failures, and the threat of a clone gone rogue was zero. So what's my problem with it, you ask? And I counter with another question. Where do you think, sorry, where do you think those so-called synthetic organs come from? That's right, cloning. How do you think they remain in perfect condition? Because they remain within a cloned human body until their time to be implanted. That's right, the government creates soulless, mindless, meatbag clones in order to harvest organs. They are simply just a body taken for its parts. After the body is completely harvested, it is disposed of, taken down to its smallest parts and recycled for fat, bone marrow, and skin tissue. Burned? And need a skin graft? Well, that's where your parts come from. And then there are those who want better vision so they get eye transplants, or they don't want to go bald so they get scalp transplants, or they want facial hair, or whatever it may be. With the advancement of science also comes the advancement of human vanity. Gross, right? But this perpetuates itself. It seems that while we have been working to a healthier world, people have been getting sicker, and the need for donated organs or other body parts is getting larger. The chance of getting cancer is much higher, but really this is only happening with those who get transplants or those who were cloned at one point. You see, the quick replicating cell system has an issue. Sometimes those cells don't want to stop replicating and growing. Sometimes when the government ages up a clone, they don't notice that inside their cells don't stop growing and expanding. And thus, you need to transplant or start over. This keeps the transplant system and the cloning going, and it will never stop. We are in an infinite cycle that was simply created by the government. We have so many problems, but yet, what can we do? The only answer is to spread the word. So you can try to stop me, Diamond Council, but this recording is going live no matter what. And that is my third section. The turn! Ka-ching! I like how we both had, like, a... Uh the the i don't i don't want to say paranoid people necessarily in your world but in mine there were yeah. you know like the guys like i but know the, the your truth your guy also kind of knew something going on but this guy yeah the conspiracies are real in this one yeah like i said yeah. the term we start no, oh yeah it. cloning's great cloning's great um actually no, i like that that was a good I, that was a good term. i love I was, writing I'm a fan. this way it's so fun <laughs> i now see why m night Shyamalan does it 
<laughs> I get him Night Shyamalan. Now. I I get him, man. I, I get write him. just as good as he does. No, I don't. Well, actually, no, I write better than him. Screw you, M Night. Hey, he's can you come on our good, show, please? He's done some good movies. Please, he's M Night, can you come on our show? I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him. Let's not do. I said some really unfortunate things about some movies. Let's just not do that. Hey, M Night, um, don't listen to our podcast, but come on our podcast. <laughs> just be like, hey, you suck. But come on our show. But we love you, so come on our show. Yeah, M. so Night be on Shyamalan. our show. Please, please be on our show. Yeah, we please. love you, but you suck, but we love Your you. Your movies are awful. The Village ruined my childhood. The Village was a good movie. You don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it's a it's a good concept, but I didn't like it. You're just you're just wrong about The Village. That was not the problem. Last Airbender exists, and you're complaining oh, about Oh, yeah, I always forget. See, I try to cut that out of my memory because I never saw it, and I never want to see it because... The Avatar series is like one of the best out there, and he destroyed it. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. Anyway. all right. Last age. Um, so we're gonna again start with the original celestial body. The original celestial body has completely collapsed by this point. At least society has. Every bit of modern society was destroyed, and the inciting factor was not any big climactic thing it was simply the ship from the new celestial body landing they didn't immediately gun down the alien that they saw alien in air quotes it was a person just like they are but what they learned did destroy every ideal of their society that ship landing meant that they learned that they had spent years sending attacks towards a planet that didn't deserve it basically just sending attacks at themselves they turned a blind eye to all evidence to the contrary and were afraid and paranoid and that led them to causing an indescribable amount of harm to something that never deserved it now this idea in itself wouldn't necessarily end a world but what it did was it shattered any belief that they had that their society was just and up to this point they had held that very dear um But what do you do in a very regimented militaristic society when all of a sudden every single one of your citizens stops believing in what you're doing? It was not a violent end of the world. It was a slow one. Everyone just gave up. They learned that they had basically spent most of their history since Frost the 15th of Frost, all those many hundreds of years ago, wasting their time. And this unmade them. On the new celestial body, things are not wholly much better. Constant attacks from the original celestial body destroyed what little civilization they had managed to build up uh, since the original, like, instance of the cloning. Yeah. The What remained of society was forced to live underground to hide from constant attacks. What this meant was that they quickly had to develop amazing technology. There weren't a lot of people left and resources were basically gone. They had no access to sunlight or natural life. And had to learn to survive basically mined into rocks. This did mark an amazing expansion of technology as the people on the new celestial body did rise to this challenge. So the underground cities were amazing even if their population was very limited. But what it also meant was that science became much more esoteric. This rapid expansion and a loss of a kind of... uh, new cynical attitude after being attacked by the original celestial body meant that people were much more isolated and much more willing to do dubiously moral experiments. Oh no. 
And this resulted in science growing strange. You know, this this was like the birth weird science. of yeah, weird science, like Frankenstein esque pseudoscience, almost oh no. magic. Oh no. At this point, under the surface of the new celestial body, reality starts to become fluid as they grow adept enough at messing with reality, matter itself, and time. That's awesome. And here is an excerpt from a scientist. Oh we crap, we've gone too far. Oh no, what have we done? We must go back. There is no choice. We must go back to the 15th of Frost and change what happened. It was oh. no one's fault. The originals were not wrong to think we're not wrong when they hated us. I get it. I almost agree. We deserved it. We caused so much pain, but we just did not know why. So I will find out. I'll find out the root of all of this suffering and I will fix it. We can explain, or at worst, stop Frost the 15th. A machine whirls to life. There is a flash. And hundreds of years in the past, two more planets flash into existence. Perfect clones of the two planets that were already there, creating numerous seismic and gravitational anomalies. Holy crap, Cody! Were they the cause of the planet? What? Hold on. Explain so my, yourself. My idea for this is recursion. So, like, um, time is now breaking itself in a loop. Yeah. So this is the second loop. The first loop would have been the original planet advances their society to a point where they learn, where they accidentally make a clone of their planet. And then they go back Which, to fix it and more, and then they go keep trying to fix it. And oh my God, you're well, amazing. Making that thing created that clone planet 200 years in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. the idea that when someone invents time travel, you if someone invented the ability to go back in time, Cody, you would meet someone from the future before time travel existed. So Cody, you just blew my freaking mind. I love your world so much. So basically what happened is they accidentally... Before there were two planets, there was just one. At this point in time, they made a way to do... They made something that screwed up and made a clone of their planet 200 years in the past. Then those two planets aged up, and in desperation, the same thing happened again. But since there were two planets, it doubled those, which made four. <laughs> Presumably, those ones will age up. <laughs> And yeah, and we'll just keep, dude. And we'll just keep going back and doubling the number of planets. You just delivered one of the greatest twists on one on a world shop. That was oh, awesome. you were the one that said you figured out the plot of why there were clones. No, I I figured out that they like oh, okay, you you blew my mind. I was cocky, and I'm sorry. That was awesome. That was freaking so <laughs> cool. That was so cool. I love I'm, that. I'm so, glad you liked like it. when you read that last part. I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. Okay. So I have given you the setup. I've given you the turn. And now it's time for the convolution. Um, this comes <laughs> from Sarah Einstein, teen clone of Albert Einstein, leader of the Replix, a clone rebellion group. He's an extremist. Teen clone ex of Albert Einstein? Yes. He's an what extremist. What does the teen clone of Albert Einstein wear? 
Hey, can, can you let me get to my effing world? No, I want to know what he wears. I need to know this. The most hipster clothing. Okay. Like good, you have the good. plaid shirt with like the scarf as well, skinny oh, jeans and like the boot. No. Yeah, the boots too. But the boots are not tied up like they're loose. Yeah, I yeah. Hope, I hope he's he also still, always though, carries around hair. a longboard. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't like Albert Einstein anymore. <laughs> okay. So he's extremist extraordinaire. Here, my brothers and sisters, we are making huge progress. After friend of the replix and warrior, Mr. Nobody spread the truth about the Diamond Council and the nature of clones, we have risen up to take charge of our own lives. Hang on. What up? When you say... No, it's Mr. Robot, not Mr. Nobody. I thought you were literally just aping the HBO show. No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I said Mr. Nobody twice and you're like stealing this from me. Okay. Anyways. No longer will we fill in as replacements or parts for others. No longer will we be used as mindless slaves in factories that don't benefit our kind. No. Today we strike out and take one last journey. We have been working hard to create it. Replicantis, the floating city. This will float above those who tried to store us below them in slums. We will be above their influence and be able to strive without them. We will no longer be their clones. Today we claim our own destiny and independence as replics. And that is our last part, but here's my little explanation. So after Mr. Nobody made his recording about the dark side of cloning, he was either killed by the government or disappeared into hiding. One of the legacy clones for the scientific leader of the Diamond Group, a clone of Albert Einstein, through self-awareness, realized that he did not have to fall in line while others like him were just tossed aside. He retained all the memories of the many previous Einstein clones, and through his vast knowledge, he began to plot a rebellion. You see... Members of the Diamond Council were among the oldest clones. Rather than age them up to adulthood, they were given the memories of all past lives and allowed to grow as normal humans. This made this particular Einstein clone extremely dangerous as he retained the knowledge of over 1,000 years. Seraph Einstein, as he began calling himself, started a revolution. He helped spread the word of mistreatment of clones and gained the support of the Sun clones and other clones who gained self-awareness. But they didn't want to just stop at getting rights. The Diamond Council fought back because they saw the clones as simply tools rather than beings of their own will. So the Diamond Council tried to shut down the rebellion by force. The replics, as they began calling themselves, decided what better time to leave the so-called United World than right this instant. With Seraph Einstein and the other great thinkers, they decided to create a floating city, Replicantis. This way, they could be free from the Diamond Council's will. But of course, as the story goes, there were some clones who fell in line with the Diamond Council. Of the leading council members, Seraph was the only one to break league. He was replaced by another Einstein, so nothing changed. Other clones believed that indeed it was their purpose to be used by the government, and that those who don't believe this shall be punished by the Diamond Council. Okay, Cody, what up? Replicantis? Yes, Replicantis. That's Replica Atlantis? Yes, Cody, it is Replica Atlantis. I hate you so much. <laughs> okay, also, okay, I'll I've tell you I've never something. been more mad at you. Dude, Replicantis. Okay, so most natural-born humans are caught in between this conflict. They aren't accepted by the replics, as those clones believe that the naturally-born humans will also not accept them. 
The Naturals realize what the Diamond Council is, but can't help but fall in line as the Council has for the most part changed the world for the better. And thus, they take the sideline, only waiting for the powder keg between the Council and the Replics to ignite. So Replicantis will take to the air. No one knows what will happen after this. The clones who follow Seraph believe that they will find equality and peace on Replicantis. Seraph takes in all who ask as if he is some sort of deity. On the other hand, those who follow the Diamond Council believe that war is inevitable. Others remain neutral, but curse the name of Mr. Nobody seeing his recording as tearing the United World apart. But regardless, no one knows what will happen next. And that is my world. Yep. Yep, sure is. What, what's that? What's that? Replicantus! For? Okay, so first of all, <laughs> Replicantus, it didn't originally start out in my mind as Replica Atlantis. Um, there was a video game... Tales of the Abyss, which was one of the things that I kind of pulled for when making this. And the like secret, secret, secret boss at the end was Replicantus, because that game deals a lot with replicas and cloning and blah blah blah. Oh. Like it's a JRPG where like the whole thing is like, oh, there's a bunch of clones, and like your main character turns out to be a clone of like the original guy, and like it's dealing with that. So Replicantus was like the secret, secret, secret boss that you like pretty much have to be level 99 to be. And since this was what I kind of what the ending with them f- taking a floating city happens in Tales of the Abyss, and that's kind of what I drew from. And so I decided uh, to take one of the names from there rather than the actual floating city because I didn't want to be like completely stealing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I kind of took a few things. I took from the island. I took from Tales of the Abyss. I took from just the general idea of like, oh, cloning. You instantly get this like clone that like is perfectly aged up and ready to go. But that's like not what would happen. So I just, I took the sci-fi idea of cloning and just put it in its extreme form. And yes, yeah. my world. But no, yeah, no. I get you. I, I enjoyed writing. Okay. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really enjoy writing this one. This one was hard to come up with, Um, but I, I got it and I, I like what I did. I like the whole idea of just setting up and then getting weird with it. <laughs> I get that. I, I understand what you mean. I, I, I like to get weird with it. Anywho, Cody, you got any? Oh, yeah. So, Cody, why did you kind of pick your direction? Um, You know, I wish I had a better a better answer for you. Then I, I don't really know. I was I scrambling just... to write because I realized I had the right world today. Well, yeah. not exactly. Like, I think it was just that I'm trying to think of what did make me like... If you don't got anything, we don't have to waste time on this. Well, like, I think I just kind of liked the idea of a time loop, and I liked the idea of doing something where, like, I hate to say that it wasn't just about cloning, but kind of that, you know? Because I I think that it was just... I didn't know that there was going to be a way for us to both do a straight-up cloning world and it to be different that much. I mean, I'm glad, like, I can quote-unquote mad at you i mean sometimes it is actual anger but i get quote-unquote mad at you for yellow carding but i think this was a good one because yours was vastly different than anything i could have come up with i really like the idea and also like thinking about it it reminds me of bioshock infinite and that is a very very good thing to do is remind me of bioshock infinite so you're you're in the right yeah <laughs> yeah that was well <laughs> i tattooed to it my leg anything that reminds me of the game is a good thing <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that that's what I would say 
what was my motivation for it. I think it was just that I, I felt like I wanted to do something different and I like time loopy things. So then that kind of one led to the other. Yeah, dude. I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Like you, seriously, that like your turn at the end, I was like, oh, snap. It's like, what a <laughs> well, twist. <laughs> I, I am glad you feel that way. Yeah, dude. When you do a good world, I will tell you. You know that. <laughs> it's like when you completely like get me. Where it's not even like I'm trying to be nice. Where it's just like, holy crap! I really enjoyed listening to that. I'll, I'll tell you. Anyways, Cody, you won the initiative. You get the roll. Oh my gosh! It means I have to roll. I'm scared I'm not, because I'm like you always ready. roll like a nat one or like something I don't want to do. Yeah, I'm excited though. It's been. It's been. I don't remember when the last time I rolled one. So yeah, this one will be coming out. Well, we'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah, I'm just pumped. Oh, Jordan. What? Jordan, you're not going to like What me. did you do? I got I got number 16, Rethink Physics. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Cody. I'm excited. No. I think that'll be good. Also, it's, I was actually going to group that one up into like a different thing because that is one of the ones that has been on this list, I think, since the beginning. Oh, uh, that's an old one. Yeah, yeah. no. There, there's actually, I think, only three of them that have been there since the very beginning. Rethink Physics is one. Um, hold on. I had this earlier. Rethink Physics, Steampunk, and World Without a Written Language are ones that have been there from the very beginning. So oh, now we're slowly gotcha. weeding out the ones from the very beginning of the the, creed, <laughs> the creation of the show. I'm scared for that episode, man. I have no idea what I'm going to do. No, I think that's going to be good. You, you'll do good. I'm, it's, I'm gonna tell you, mine's not gonna be a super long one. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I guess I'll find out. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said earlier in the episode, we're gonna be um, doing a little, little stuff different um, for the next month, but it will all pay off. So we're gonna have, I think, close to every other week episodes, just because we're gonna be working on a big project. I'll once if the project goes well for the first day, I'll announce what it is. If it doesn't, we'll just ignore that I ever made this announcement <laughs> and just move on. But we're gonna be doing something that I've been planning since June, and hopefully it turns out the way that it well ho- hopefully it turns out good. Um. So yeah. So we're not ignoring you. We're not like oh we're ending the show like I always joke. We're just gonna be working on a different little project for the time being but we're gonna come back with force um yeah so that's all i got like i'm gonna go first i guess so you can catch me something i guess zero zero at twitch.tv i know i have been awful at streaming towards the end of this year and haven't really done so but um next year i'm gonna try a little bit harder to put in some time on some games um i have a setup for it i really do want to play more games online but i just don't have the time for it so hopefully next year I can do a little bit more, and I'll be back. Um, other than that, like I announced last time, coming out with my new podcast soon. Hopefully before the, uh, sorry, hopefully at the very start of next year, you'll be seeing some stuff for the Psy Characters podcast. But still, work in progress. It's going really well. That's my podcast about cultural, cultural, cultural diversity in nerd culture, and just pretty much talking about anything that has to do with like diversity. Neuroculture, kind of like what I was talking about, like earlier with enjoying seeing other faces in movies rather than just skinny white dudes in the same roles over and over again. But this is going to be a lot more serious than this show, and it's going to be a lot different. But hopefully, you guys check that out when it's out. Anywho, Cody, I talked for way too long. Your turn. Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network on YouTube we, or wherever we podcasts do. Let's are. Plays and actual plays. 
We do Let's Plays and Actual Plays. Yeah, check out the Modern Gamer Network. Please check out the Kingdom Hearts 3 section and then talk to me about it because I don't want to watch 40 hours of the game but that I hate it. It's a long-term tragedy. It's a 40-hour game. And two it, people going from loving that game to hating it. Anyways, thank y'all for listening. I love you guys. Thank you. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do it now since we might not have too many episodes towards the end of the year. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning into most of these episodes this year and just like making this project mean something. It's just something we do for fun, completely unfaith, but it just it means a lot when I see the numbers go up and see how many people listen, especially see how many people start like the from the beginning. Thank you. Like we were rough in the beginning. And to know that some people have stuck around since then means a lot. Thank you for listening and just giving us your time. It means the world to me. Cody, you want to be sappy or did I handle it? No, Frick, you like didn't tell me we were going to be nice. I didn't think, you know? I realized like, oh crap, we're probably not going to have too much of a chance to do it at the end of the year because holidays coming up and I am very busy towards the end of the year. No, but this has been super rewarding. Like, I, I think this has been a great exercise in creative writing that I would have otherwise not done. Yes. So I've enjoyed that. And I'm glad that if anyone takes a little bit of joy in listening to it, that makes me happy. Hopefully my jokes are funny and not annoying, even though Jordan protests every character voice that I do. (laughs) Every time. Hopefully you can take a little bit of happiness out of my silliness. Well, even to that, I like, I think you Cody for that. When we were talking like what now, almost two years ago, you're like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? That you actually followed through on that, and this became something that we do like every week, because yeah. this is this is a fun time to just sit to write and to share. Like even if it's just sharing with you, it's a fun time to just share a story. And I've had such a fun time doing this show, and I'm I'm very proud of what we've made the last year and a half, almost two years. Yeah. So I am thank you all for tuning in. I'm sorry I got sappy just out of nowhere. Thank you, thank you, thank you. next year will be another very rewarding very awesome year so talk to y'all later we shall catch y'all on the flip side bye bye